0: APs and Shelley Delaney present a Warren APs production presents a Warren APs production the movie professors.
1: Yeah, that's it's going. Going? It's doing the right. thing. I'm gonna drink some coffee. This is.
0: You wrote way more than I did.
1: Well, I. Yeah. <laughs> it is a competition.
0: Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're winning the nerdy award. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and my, but my handwriting is undoubtedly worse.
0: I don't know. It's, it's pretty bad.
1: No, uh, ooh, yeah, I took. Calli- I tried to like learn calligraphy for a while, yeah, and like it just fucked up my handwriting permanently.
0: Oh, so that doesn't it, make sense.
1: Well, I never got good at it. Oh, okay, but it like stuck forever. So, <laughs> uh, oh, it's in. This is in the podcast. This oh, is all professional. Oh, sh- um, uh, we we have a name. W- yes. Welcome to. The movie professors. Wait,
0: you—it made me say it without you. Oh, it was supposed to. Oh, oh,
1: okay, okay. Well, we have to rehearse this now. I'm, okay. I'm not—I'm not comfortable. <laughs> unless we rehearse. Do a count off. Uh, okay, one, two, three. Mo- movie professor, professors. Movie professors. Yeah. Okay. Um. Ooh, and we should do introductions. We haven't done that yet. Oh. I'm Warren, and you are Shelley.
0: That yes, that yes. is correct.
1: We won't we won't use last names.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I don't want anyone to be able to find this or <laughs> anything about my past.
1: Yes, uh, but your um, social security code is. No, <laughs>
0: oh, um, t- yeah. One. It's divisible by pi.
1: Um, so uh, we we watched a movie.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: We watched. Stagecoach.
0: Stagecoach, yes.
1: And, of course, I'm talking about the the 1986 Stagecoach. Oh, shoot. uh, Directed by Ted Post, who also directed The Baby. And it stars Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash, and uh, Wyland Jennings.
0: Yeah, it's quite an absurd piece. It's an (laughs) interesting take on the original from 1939.
1: It's a real movie. Yeah, I did, I, that's not the movie we were talking about, but...
0: Oh, sweet. All right. I got a little panic there. <laughs>
1: but, whoo. Uh,
0: My question is, was that considered good acting at the time?
1: Yes. Ooh. Yes. Some of it's good. I think some of it's really good. Like what? Uh, I think John Wayne is, is very good. I think he's very mm-hmm. everyman, and it works really mm-hmm. well for him. Um, I love... The goofy stage driver, Buck. Ugh. I just loved him because he's just silly. <laughs> he's um, very silly. And The Doc. Really great. Yeah,
0: no, that's true. I like The Doc a lot. I think he won an
1: Oscar for mm. that, for Best Supporting that year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dallas. I think Dallas is good. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is sort of ridiculous.
0: Well, I think that Dallas and The Doctor had... It, they had a backstory for their characters, and so I... Th- I think it had a lot to do with the writing and the direction for them to have a chance to be good Yeah. because that's always good storytelling when um, a character is in the middle of their own personal journey and we're seeing them where they are right now, but a lot has happened in the past. So then as actors, that gives them a chance to show where they're at. So I thought she did a good job with that because um, I liked how long it took to reveal that she was a prostitute. Because um, oh, yeah. just the way that, and it was very subtle, so it was really good choices where people would ask her opinion or treat her like a lady or, like, hold the door for her, and she would always act very confused, like no one's ever treated me with respect right. before was how I got that.
1: Well, let's go, um, for people who listen, which doesn't exist because we haven't put anything out yet, mm-hmm. so all, all t- hundred, t- hundred heirs of you... Um, Let's let's go through the plot, like Mm kind of go through it, and we'll talk about the individual parts. Okay. Um, Because one thing this movie does really well is it's a really fucking good setup. Like, it opens uh, with the army, and they're like, "We got a wire from where they're trying to go to uh, Lordsville, Lordsville." Yes. Um, Lordsville, New Mexico, is that right? I had to write it down because I don't know these areas. They're going from Tonto, yeah, uh, where is it? Sorry, they're going from Tonto, Arizona, to L- uh, Lordsville, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So they start in Tonto. They get a wire in Tonto that's like uh, the Indians, the Apache, the Apaches have attacked, mm-hmm. and Geronimo's there. And then they the the wire is cut,
2: mm-hmm. which is
1: actually really important that the wire is cut. Um, and then we meet all of our characters, mm-hmm. like all in fast succession, and they mm-hmm. all have like it's like ten seconds of backstory that's all you need to know. and then the movie starts. Mm-hmm. Um there's Dallas who's being kicked out by all the ladies mm-hmm. who are like, you're a prostitute. We don't like you anymore <laughs> with the uh, it was like the law and order league or something. Like, because they're like, mm, you slept with our husband. We hate you. But you can't say that because it's the 30s. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: and then Boone, who's being kicked out because he's an alcoholic and doesn't pay his debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, and there's already two writers on there, which is Peacock, mm-hmm. who's the uh, the liquor salesman. Yes. And then Mallory, who is looking for her husband.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Mrs. Mallory. That's right. And then... Um, so what's the, the gentleman's name?
1: Uh, uh, Hatfield. Okay. Hatfield, the, the gambler?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, the right. gambler.
1: Yeah, And he's just like, oh, there's a lady. I will come assist her in these troubling times of Apaches. That's yes. like his whole reason. He's yeah. just a guardian.
0: Well, um, that's what it seems like. And then it's that uh, I think the suggestion was that you might have known her as a, a oh. girl because um, she starts to recognize him near the end and says that – and then he comments that he was um, he was in the war with her father. Yeah, I didn't so, pick up on that. But yeah, and, I see what yeah. you mean now. Yeah. And that was interesting because it was almost like there was a misdirect that he was like being lecherous about her. Mm-hmm. And he's following her hoping that her husband's dead or something. That's kind of how oh, I – that's what I thought because he's inter- like yeah. – he got on the coach and he's just – really ingratiating himself with her, and so you think, like, he's maybe up to no good, but then it's right. like he ha- seemed to have this personal investment because he-, he knew who she was and he knew her father.
1: Well in these gambling, she's so like, you've never seen an angel or a yeah. gentlewoman. <laughs>
0: like an angel in the jungle, yeah, he
1: and says. Yeah, that's, uh, that's John Carradine, who has been... Oh. In, fuck John Carradine. He's been in so many fucking movies. He was, like, a good actor forever, and he's really bad in this and slurs his lines in some of the movie where I could barely understand him. Oh. So...
0: Yeah, that was that was very strange choice. Yeah, it's right. Like he, the way he delivered some lines was just like either over or under acting. Like yeah. it was very weird.
1: Yeah, it was it was an odd. He was good, but it was also yeah. like whatever. So then he jumps on, mm-hmm. and then uh, oh oh, and then also Buck goes into the sheriff mm-hmm. and's like I need a shotgun, dude. And uh, then they have a conversation. Curly, who's the sheriff, I guess, of the town, or yes, somebody, right. mm-hmm. and uh, he says that Ringo Kid. Uh, he saw them in Lodsville last, or Lordsville, and that's where they're going. So he hops on to try and get in Ringo's way to put him back in jail so he doesn't get killed. Yes. More or less.
0: And, and so they're setting up that there's someone out there that wants to kill yeah. uh, Ringo, and, yeah, he'd be safer in jail.
1: So the sh- so he's Curly's a shotgun guy mm-hmm. who rides to protect the, the, the thing. So that's the main, and then they're leaving town, and then we meet, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Gatewood.
0: Oh, the, um, the banker. The, the, the banker? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that guy. The, right.
1: The total asshole. The
0: complete asshole that never shuts up. Yeah. Who's stealing
1: like 50 grand.
0: Yeah.
1: Trying to go to a different town and get away before the telegraph is yeah. fixed so he can get away. That's like his entire plan. Yeah. It's a really shitty plan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he jumps on board. <laughs> And then they, they they go off, and then on the way to their first stop, they run... Oh, and they also have the cavalry with them, who's an escort. Oh, yes. And they're going to be escorted the whole way, and they're only going to the first stop. But mm-hmm. then they pick up Ringo, and he arrests him, and now we have our whole group of people for the rest of the, right. the journey. And already it has set you up with their social standing, which I think is really yes. interesting. Like, everyone in the town... Beforehand, like obviously the drunk and the prostitute are sort of on the lower rung, mm-hmm. and then you have Mallory, who's supposed to be very prim and proper, yeah. and then you have Peacock, who's just sort of a heel.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but obviously Ringo is also on the bottom rung,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you have um, I guess you'd call the banker and the um, the gambler. I guess he's kind of in the middle, but the banker's mm-hmm. supposed to be like upper crust. Yeah. And then even the way they're blocked in the carriage Mm -hmm. is even, like, there's the two stagecoach drivers who never go inside the carriage. Mm -hmm. That's their entire gig. Yeah. Um, And then there's... It always shows um, Gatewood between the two women. Ringo's on the floor, literally lower than them. Mm -hmm. It shows... um, uh, What is it? The Doc and Mm -hmm. Peacock always together. Yeah. And then they show... Hancock, or not Hancock, uh, I always forget his name, Hatfield, mm-hmm. like, by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, they even block it in these different little social structures. Mm-hmm. So we have it already set up as they're going along. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then... So, yeah, what, I, th- I just think that was really, like, that's... And this is in, like, ten minutes. They mm-hmm. set everything up for this journey, mm-hmm. and they were off on it, and we knew everything we needed to know about every single character, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. It was...
0: You, it was really good yeah it was good but it also it was written fairly well Mm -hmm. um because all those expectations they set up in the next 10 minutes get challenged which was interesting so you got things were revealed to you to me the most interesting character was the the doc oh yeah because i think that he's considered low standing as you say but he there's almost like People hate him more because, as a doctor, he had a very high standing, and because of his choices, then th- he now is despicable. Mm-hmm. And so the way they treat him is definitely like they can't believe that he would ruin himself in his career by those choices. But there, there was a lot of suggestion that maybe he was affected by like political struggles, and maybe he fought in the right. war or something, and that's why he. What does he say? Is like he's a fatalist oh yeah he, that whole speech that yeah. was really good too so which happens he, a little it yeah. happens
1: later I think. yeah yeah
0: so he just it's it becomes clear at that point that maybe some really bad things happen to him that yeah. he decides that life it doesn't matter what happens in this life so have a good time and you're yeah. probably gonna die in a minute
1: so like there's like these little chunks where they they stop somewhere, and then they travel. And Mm -hmm. while they're traveling, you get, like, this backstory interplay thing. Mm -hmm. So the first time they go from Tonto to the first stop, and uh, they realize that the cavalry's not going to go with them, and there's nobody else to go with them, so they're Mm -hmm. on their own. And they keep pushing on. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's where they have that really amazing meal, Mm -hmm. where they sit down to eat, Mm -hmm. and, like...
0: A meal made by a savage.
1: No, that's later. Isn't that? No, no. Oh, okay. The first one is just... But yeah, we'll get there. Well, okay. the racism happens all in one chunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hit that. All in one chunk. We're going to hit that as a big bump. But so we go... Um, it's just... It's, it's white people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love how all the shots, too, show the roof. Yeah. So when you go outside, it's like huge American expanse. And then you go inside and it's all like shitty and dingy. Yeah. And you see the dirt floors and shit, which yeah. is nothing you think about until... You realize that movies in the Fords were all made on sound stages, mm. so they had to build the roofs and put dirt on the floor and stuff. Um,
0: it seemed very authentic.
1: Yeah, it was really... But so then they sit down, and they're going to have a meal, and Ringo's like, hey, sit next to me, Dallas, which mm-hmm. is also sitting next to Mallory mm-hmm. and Gatewood mm-hmm. and... Hatfield. Yeah,
0: and you can tell she's really uncomfortable to be treated like a a regular respectable yeah. person, but she start, is appreciating it.
1: But then fucking Hatwood's like, or not Hatfield's like, hey, it's more comfortable over here on the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. I don't, want, so we don't have to sit next to the like prostitute and and uh, criminal. Yeah. yeah, they get up and it's yeah. really rough. Yeah, and, and you can really feel the like purposeful class division that this movie sets up. Mm -hmm. And then Doc just drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they push on and then anything happens between them. So Mrs. Mallory is like, can I have some water? Mm -hmm. And so they get a cantina of water and Hatfield's like "Mm, let me bring out my fancy high class pool. Yeah. Yeah. He like gives her water Mm -hmm. in this fancy fucking silver confederacy. I don't know. Uh, And then she drinks out of it Mm -hmm. and then Ringo's like, hey, what about the other lady? He keeps saying the other lady. Yeah. And everyone's like,
0: She's not a lady. No. They keep looking at him like, why are you calling her that? Which is yeah.
1: harsh as shit. Yeah,
0: but very realistic.
1: Yeah, well, at least for the time. And then, so then he puts the cup away, mm-hmm. and then he gives her the cantina of water, and she that drinks it. That he's
0: already drinking from. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then she tries to offer it to Studio Pants Bankerman, mm-hmm. and Bankerman's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's so rough.
0: He's the worst. Yeah, he is the worst. Just the whole, it's really interesting. His speech is just r- railing against, like, you know, uh, limits on the free market. Oh, and, yeah. like, anything that stops just rampant capitalism. It was a very funny, like, torrent of verbal diarrhea throughout well, the whole time. Well,
1: he's gone ahead and stolen everybody's yeah. fucking money. Yes. You know. Whereas, What's good for the bank? It's good for America. You're stealing from him. Yeah. Um, and then they stop. And that's when the movie takes a really Mm -hmm. racist turn. Before it was like, you know, they question an Indian. Mm -hmm. Like, how can he be trusted? He's like, well, he's not an Apache, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, they literally say savages. Yeah. And then...
0: Like the first horror movie music of the movie starts when she sees the wife who is Apache. Right. And she's like a savage. And then like, it's like scary string sounds. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, and the dude's like, no, it's okay. Yeah. She's my wife. And then.
0: But even that dude is pretty offensive about talking about her.
1: Oh yeah. Well, she, she, they do that really beautiful musical number. Yeah. It was really, it was a really a nice, like calm break,
0: but pretty out of place. I didn't really understand why it happened. It's
1: the forties. Yeah. Sound is a thing. You just, you, you have it, so you use it. And it was pretty mm-hmm. nice. But then um, she tells basically the other Native mm-hmm. Americans there to steal their their spare horses. Mm-hmm. And she also runs off with the dude's horse. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, she, he took my favorite horse. Yeah, I know? don't care
0: about my wife, but don't take my horse. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by her choice because, um, I mean, as an actress, because she definitely looked... Like a native. Yeah. And in that time, they often would just darken a white person's face.
1: Uh, On the Wikipedia page, no, it was IMDb. Mm -hmm. Those were uh, Navajo. My people! Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very slightly Navajo, but they aren't actually Apache. Yeah. (laughs) Navajo. But apparently, that movie brought them like a bunch of money because they hired local people because they didn't want to ship people into New Mexico.
0: But they're like, no, it's inclusive. And, you know, <laughs> still, we don't want to spend money.
1: Um, so, oh, and this is the same time that Mallory's having the baby. Yes,
0: That's- which is so, I mean, it so made sense at the time. But she's like, feels a little faint. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's a baby. And you're like, where the fuck did that baby come from?
1: But it also makes sense to why she's trying to find her husband. Yes. So, no, it all
0: made sense, yeah. except in like the human biology kind of way. Oh, yeah.
1: And she didn't, she wasn't like, Huge, so no,
0: and you, yeah, I think it would probably be against morality clauses to like hear a woman like grunting in pain. Yeah.
1: Oh, and at the same time, Ringo proposes to Dallas to yes. get married. This all happens. Yes. All very quickly. So he
0: sees that baby in her arms, and he's like, "I want to put a baby in her belly." Right, but I mean, it doesn't,
1: it doesn't feel rushed. Like there is a yeah. lot of interaction between them, and there is a lot of time just spent where they look at each other. And they definitely do get the most time on screen mm-hmm. interacting, where they're not yelling at each other. So I, <laughs> the movie's only an hour and a half long, mm-hmm. and I was fine. Like, what's a Hollywood movie, Bane in the forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, they're married. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll just move on. And we'll we'll probably touch on the racism later, <laughs> uh, and then they escape, um, and they ford that river. Which mm-hmm. was actually pretty cool. That was a pretty cool, like, it just it was impressive. They forwarded that actual stagecoach.
0: Yes, there's lots of impressive scenes. I mean, that's probably why this movie was so important. Was just the action sequences alone yeah. like, must have been. Oh
1: yeah, that crazy. last action sequence, which mm-hmm. basically what happens now is like, when the native guy jumps from horse to horse mm-hmm. and then oh falls gosh. between them, that yeah. was that's and it's yeah. all like one shot yeah it's really fucking impressive
0: that was good but also i mean i couldn't help but pick things apart because the the people riding in the background of horses kind of look like you know when you're at um the amusement park and you're playing like the ski ball where the horses oh, are yeah. <laughs> that's what it looked like it was just like a blanket with horses painted on it fluttering oh sure it. i was like okay
1: yeah, but also then there's that one shot where that guy like jumps from horse to horse to horse, yes. which was also very impressive. Yes. So as an action sequence, it was pretty impressive.
0: And the horses all had names. Remember, it was like oh, Roxy yeah. and, and was, Sweetheart and Brownie.
1: And they're like, throwing rocks at them and shit to make them yeah. go faster, which is apparently a thing. I like looked it up, and I was like, that's what you do, apparently, but oh. still weird. Mean. Oh, and also there's like uh, some horses died re- in real life because oh. they would like wire the horses to pull out from under them so people would fall off of them. Oh. And they had to put them down because it, like, broke their legs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the oh. MDP page is a little rough.
0: That, you know, but I've watched Jodorowsky movies, so <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> That's a small a... body count comparatively.
1: And then um, the Cavalry – oh, wait, there's one more important thing. Hatfield, mm-hmm. to save Mallory from a fate worse than death. Is about to shoot her in the fucking yes, head. Yes, that
0: was nuts, and I was like, "Yeah, nothing is worse than being touched by a savage." Essentially.
1: Yeah, but it was also just like, "Whoa, dude! Yeah. This movie took a really dark fucking turn." Yeah, real is like last bullet situation. I'm going to kill this defense. Yeah. It's like,
0: what the fuck? Well, but it turned out he was lying about how many bullets he had. He's like, "I actually had."
1: No, five. that was uh, that was Ringo. Was it? Because Hatfield gets shot and um. dies because. Morality code stuff. Yeah,
0: What, if you try to kill a lady, you'll have to die?
1: I don't know. Maybe it was just so they didn't have to explain it. Oh. So, but he dies. And then, um, then they go back to town. They go to Lordsville. Mm-hmm. And Ringo gets a showdown, kills the plumbers who mm-hmm. killed his family. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to cart Ringo. Oh, wait, no. And then they also go see where Dallas lives, which is like a slum.
0: Yeah, and there's like it was interestingly shot because I was like, okay, how are they gonna show that she's a prostitute? And it was like there are some shadows where it looks like people are cavorting, mm-hmm. very far away from each other. Right. But that that was just that, and then probably playing some jazz music or. But it was also jazz like, music.
1: It was like literally a lower set yeah. of houses in like mud. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, I mean, nobody came out and was like, Dallas is a prostitute. It, it was like, oh, she, she's a bad person. No one likes her. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, no, I still love you, baby. It's cool. <laughs> um, and then they trick uh, they trick Ringo by being like, we're going to carry you off to jail. Mm-hmm. Do you want to ride with your sweetheart for a while? Yeah. And then they, like, send them both off yeah. in a cart, which is cute. And then... Yeah. Uh, Doc has the closing lines. Well, that just saves them the blessing of civilization.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which was such a weird last line because, you know, I don't know. It's because so many of these movies at that time were just manifest destiny propaganda films. Right. Like looking at the, through the rosy glasses of, you know, white people colonizing America.
1: But this movie had like... Um, it was really saying something about social class Mm -hmm. and society and how what you think is going on Mm -hmm. is not necessarily how people are. Mm -hmm. Like, if you were just to look at the movie and saw the first five minutes, you'd be like, yeah, I kicked that prostitute out and that drunk out. He's a terrible doctor. (laughs) But by the end of the movie, because, you know, Doc gets sober, Mm -hmm. he delivers the baby... He has some pretty genuine emotional lines that actually impact me. Like yeah. when Dallas is like trying to figure out whether she should marry Ringer or not, they yeah. not. She doesn't go to anybody else. Yeah. She could have gone to the sheriff, he would have been sensible.
0: She knows yeah, she knew that he knew what it was like to be treated like garbage, but to she knew that she had value and she hoped he saw that she had value.
1: Yeah. Like and like also that he was he was not necessarily smarter than everybody else, but more, like, worldly and not yeah. caught up in his own bullshit. Yes. Even though he was, because he drank too much. mm mm-hmm. um, But they they all have an arc. Every single character in this movie, mm-hmm. well, except for maybe Buck. Yeah. I mean, he's just a stage driver and, and a relief. And, yeah. well, no, you... Oh, maybe Peacock doesn't have an arc, too. Maybe he's just there for gags.
0: Yeah, kind of. Because his whole gag is that he's cowardly, and he... That really doesn't change. So.
1: No, and Ringo doesn't have much of an arc, but he has a... Well, he completes his task. Mm-hmm. He does what he set out to do. Whereas, like... Um,
0: and he redeems himself, I guess. There's does. a lot of redemption stories yeah. that are going on.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, he kills for his, mm-hmm. his family. But, like, uh, Gatewood gets caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hatfield gets shot mm-hmm. because, well, he was going to shoot somebody else, which is pretty yeah. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um who else Oh and Mallory her 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 husband's there and he's okay Yes Um and Dallas there's like been sort of a like a tension between Mallory and Dallas the whole time mm-hmm. but then when the baby's born she like stays up and helps
0: That was a really interesting scene because she treats her with the stay the whole time but she's also very wrapped up in her own thoughts But then at the end, in order to acknowledge what she's done for her, she's like, if you ever need anything, and then sort of a look of realization is on her face, and she's like, she knew she couldn't complete that sentence. Yeah. She won't be able to be there for her. or do. She'll probably never talk to her again.
1: But then Dallas is like, I understand. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, which sucks, but it's also like, but she does have an arc. She grows. Yeah. All the characters grow. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think makes this movie kind of, exceptionally Mm. better than most it's pretty rare you find a movie with this many people where there's an arc through all of them Mm -hmm. and the journey actually feels rewarding yes like it felt like they all went through different trials Mm -hmm. and learned each other's things and even the sheriff right he's like i'm gonna arrest uh ringo because he's i don't want him to get killed Mm -hmm. and instead he like lets him go
0: yeah i i had a hard time like Really believing that part, it seemed that was like the super Hollywood moment. Yeah, running off into the sunset. But it was
1: still nice. You wanted to see Ringo and Dallas get together. Yeah. You didn't want them to live in shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you didn't want Dallas to live in like literally the muddy slum board plank of Lordsville, which looked like a shit town.
0: Yeah, and it was a lot better uh, vision for her than. Cause his original thing was like, "Well, go to my house and just stay there. Yeah. I'll be in jail, and you should just wait for me." And I was like, "No, don't do that." Yeah. But yeah, are together, it's cool. Yeah, it's
1: it's better. Yeah, I, overall, it was, it was it was a very good movie. Anyways, um, we should talk about the racism in the movie because mm-hmm. that's going to be complicated and sticky. Because mm-hmm. it definitely was a wasn't a noble savages movie no they were like the bad guys
0: and that that doesn't change at all although his last the doctor's last line suggesting that getting away from civilization which is of course colonization which is of course white culture getting away from it is good which is kind of interesting
1: right but still it's like the indians are just faceless yeah they're just faceless monsters yeah you know they even play the like Really hammy Indian thing. I wish mm-hmm. I could just like drop that right now. Just bloop. Yeah. Because it's really offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you
0: can just hear like they're hooting and hollering and everything. Yeah, so and bad.
1: like oh, also Geronimo apparently was involved, but we never saw Geronimo. No, I, no that faces. was just been.
0: I wanted to see Geronimo. That
1: would have been more interesting. And
0: slice all of those um, Right next.
1: Yeah, and it it didn't treat them well. It, it was pretty offensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's really nothing else to say too much about that. I mean, I thought the only line that countered that a little bit—it didn't have to do with Indians. I had to do more with like slavery, which was that that the banker um, refers to um, the Confederate War. He says that the Great oh, Rebellion. Yeah. And then. Um,
1: oh, that's Doc and Hatfield, because. Cause Doc is like, what the hell is it? Oh, he fixes Ringo's brother's leg. Okay. He's like, yeah, that's when I got honorously, mm-hmm. honorably discharged from right. the Union Army mm-hmm. with the rebellion.
0: No, that—that's that, what he said. That's right. Yeah. It's the banker that's like gets upset that he corp- corrects yeah. him. So that feels yeah. like
1: no. It's it's the it was the, the war of the South.
0: Yeah, the Confederate War. Yeah. it's like it's not the Great Rebellion. So yeah, he, yeah, he puts it down, and so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, but
1: that was about it. Um, but it also like the Indians are a small part of the movie, mm-hmm. and it's just an action sequence. Mm-hmm. Although it is racist, because it feels like they just wanted to get to the gun fight out
2: mm-hmm. in
1: the end yeah. with the plumbers, mm-hmm. that or plumber and his gang of. Yeah. But I think that it was just weird. Um, but it wasn't boring. Like it was, it was a very well paced movie. Mm-hmm and it told a lot of story really efficiently
0: yes I like agree it's a, with
1: that. it's an hour and a half long and now we're dealing with like 3 hour marvel movies and like <laughs> it's and like the last fast and the furious movie was 2 hours and 20 minutes where they don't even accomplish very much story and this movie was like bam 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 yeah. like it was great and i love movies like that yeah. but it it wasn't it wasn't slow
0: yeah it took the whole first ten or fifteen minutes for me to really try to pay attention to it. I think I had I had watched Game of Thrones right before <laughs> I watched this movie, and so I remember the first ten minutes. I'm just like, that's so boring." Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as they got into this stagecoach, yeah. I was like, "Okay." Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like I, I had enough time to watch it twice, like I said, cool. and like it was really nice to to watch it and then like go back and realize that all the characters have enough of an introduction to understand Mm -hmm. why they're at least leaving the town Mm -hmm. which is just as opposed to just be like and we're already on the Mm stagecoach," which is how you could have done it too and then everybody does it with exposition Mm -hmm. but instead they gave the the movie already had like a rolling feel like it was cool because yeah you could miss the first 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. still understand what was going on it it was just a really well made like just a well made movie Mm -hmm. really well written in terms of trying to get that story across Mm -hmm. Um, some of the lines may have not been great but I mean that's sort of like me
0: that's why I think this is a better one that we because we are bouncing on this idea of watching a movie and just kind of live recording us comment but while I was watching this uh, it would have been annoying for you because I kept I just wanted to repeat all the things they were saying in that transatlantic <laughs> oh, yeah. accent and so just throughout the whole thing i was just doing that
1: yeah and we can we can we can talk about um, the different performances because like mm-hmm. um, there were some actors who had that you know like the banker had that really like over the top like i'm a banker you know but john Wayne plays it supernatural yeah like he almost and very understated he comes almost from a much later school of acting mm-hmm in like the 60s and 70s where they were trying to act like real people. Yes. He just said lines yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah. he's a normal person.
0: I thought about that a lot because I was thinking a lot about Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, yeah. And that, that, that you know, there are obviously lots of homages to these original movies, but yeah, that's that's the era of like naturalistic acting and mm-hmm. just close-up shots of one person's face for like five minutes. Yeah. Which that movie is full of.
1: Oh, that was another cool thing about this movie. It was a, Dirty, gross West.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, Which is how it is.
1: Yeah. But it wasn't like one of those yeah, idealized.
0: Not... Yeah.
1: It was like people were d- dusty and yeah. dirty and like mm-hmm. nobody fell in the mud or anything. Mm-hmm. But like it was interesting to see how like John Wayne and the uh, the Buck and uh, Curly all got really, really dirty because they were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the banker and Hatfield remained like immaculate. Yes. And so do the ladies, but that's...
0: The ladies do, but it was interesting because they showed them struggling with their outfits, which oh, yeah. I thought was an interesting observation on, like, how stupid they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But there was parts where, like, she, like, covers up her bosom and... Right. Yeah.
0: Or, like, just getting into the stagecoach, she has to lift up her skirt, and everyone's like, Woo and she's like, I'm just trying to get into a stagecoach. Right.
1: But, I mean, that was, like, the closest <laughs> you could get to, like, hey, look at that prostitute over there showing off her goods. Like, because... <laughs> yeah. I wish the movie just came out and was like, "She's a hooker, everybody. It's ok, But you couldn't say that. So
0: why did they just love hookers in the old West? and the idea of redeeming them? It was like a Jesus Mary Magdalene <sighs> thing
1: historically, hookers are the reasons why towns were formed.
0: it's it's the heart of Seattle, yeah, specifically. Um, hookers in Seattle were all in uh, brothels owned by women. Mm-hmm. and they, had the most money in the entire town, and they were like they were the source of industry, and they ended up kind of being their own private banks because they yep. would loan all the other businesses uh-huh. money, including the church.
1: Uh, and in Seattle,
0: yeah,
1: uh, I forget her name. Uh, she oh, ra- yeah, you know who I'm talking about—the S-
0: Scarlet something. The Madam.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, but
0: uh, and there's that famous story about how. L- because all the bodies were buried, like at mm-hmm. Green Lake, or so, And then there were too many bodies. And so several of them, like, got unearthed in floods and rolled down yes. the hill. Yeah, I know what you're
1: talking about. Uh, but What's your name? Uh, she yeah. had the only, uh, her business, mm-hmm. quote unquote, seamstresses. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they were in brick buildings because mm-hmm. they could afford brick yes. buildings downtown. And then there was a big fire. And she loaned out a bunch of money for the. New downtown, which mm-hmm. is Pioneer Square mm-hmm. area, to be rebuilt with brick. Mm-hmm. So hooker money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much the old West was just. I mean, uh, see, well, there's a bunch of tar- it doesn't really matter. There's a bunch of stories about how hookers saved America. great. <laughs> yes. uh, but the point is, is that like, um, sex has always fucking sold. Mm-hmm. Like, even if in the '40s mm-hmm. you were like trying to make a movie about hiding up prostitution, you still hired attractive women to be in your movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, oh, shit, the woman who plays Dallas. Uh, Taylor, I wrote her name down. The only one I could remember is, of course, John Wayne. Uh, Clary Trevor. Mm. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely gorgeous in this movie. Like, you don't hire an ugly woman to be, so sex is still selling your movie. Yeah. And John Wayne,
0: he's attractive. Very attractive.
1: Yeah, you should see him when he's like 20. He was like a uh, wrangler of horses in Hollywood. He mm-hmm. looks like uh, like a like a, a star now.
0: Speaking of wrangling horses, I swear that someone in there said we used to punch cattle together as I, kids.
1: I don't know what that meant either, but I remember <laughs> that line. I was like, I just picture punching him cattle, just out it, like boxing matches, and it's they like- have like. Horses with fisticuffs, yeah.
0: Yeah. I watched the movie with subtitles and oh. they were hilariously wrong. <laughs> really funny.
1: That was the actual line. I remember that specifically. <laughs> um but yeah, so is there anything else I wanted to talk about? Mm. Oh, that is an interesting thing about this movie. Um the it's very rare for a movie of this time to have even though they didn't come out and say she was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. It's very sympathetic to her character. Yes. It was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like she, you fully feel for her. And Mm -hmm. by the end of the movie, you're totally, Mm -hmm. you're totally okay with them running away, Mm -hmm. Um, which is really weird for a movie this time.
0: Although, I mean, I agree, but I mean, I, I I don't watch movies from that era as much, but I listen to a lot of the thriller radio stuff in there. They describe women in that situation, too, sympathetically. But what always ends is that she has to leave that life. Yeah. So okay. it's like she might have been in that situation, with, and it wasn't a good choice, and she's paying for it. But she, the only way that we really feel for her is she promises she'll never do it again.
1: Sure, sure. I understand so. that. This movie also passes the Bechtel test, which was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. yeah that was a nice, like...
0: The women talk to each other without referring to uh, the men.
1: Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. It was, it was it was just like, I know the Bechdel test isn't really a thing, but mm-hmm. it is a thing. And it's yeah. funny to, like, point out that this old hokey movie yeah. from 80 years ago, which yeah. is supposed to be super boring, mm-hmm. has, like, really interesting social commentary. Yeah. And the women are written realistically for the time. Yes. They, they actually do stuff and have mm-hmm. agency. Like... It's a pretty—I mean, I hate to use this term—it's a woke movie for for when it was made, because mm-hmm. you could have just made the movie where the women were just tagging along. Yeah. But they actually—you know—who they are, they know the character, you know why they're there, they mm-hmm. have a purpose, mm-hmm. and they also talk to each other and everyone else, and they're also included in all the voting mm-hmm. and all the decision making. Yeah. So that's true. They aren't just you know, gotta get the women folk in the cave because the Indians are attacking. Like yeah. that's not what happens. Yeah, it so.
0: wasn't birth of a nation oh god <laughs> um I've... i did like because they they talked about along those lines someone said like that must have been really hard for you especially as a woman like yeah. in referring to you know losing her husband or something and she ends up being the most stoic kind of uh emotionally strong character on almost because oh, yeah. she's gone through maybe the most arguably but she decides to like she has her own like inner strength that she's going to barrett she's not going to make everyone deal with her problem yeah to the extent that she gives birth to a baby without telling anyone that she's like pregnant s- pregnant or sick or yeah. not feeling well or anything yeah.
1: and even when it's like we gotta go she doesn't complain she just gets on the carriage okay. and goes so yeah. um okay so we talked about how great this movie is what i know we talked about how racist it was mm-hmm. and we can we t-
0: talk about how racist john wayne is
1: yeah, I don't know anything about this. I only know the Hollywood story that apparently he was gay. That's the only oh. story I know, which now, is that's from Repo Man. I don't believe that. No, I don't believe it either. But.
0: He um, the I think the big expose is in the '70s. Playboy um, interviewed him, and there's a long piece in that original Playboy, and it's just diatribe upon diatribe against um, black people and uh, gay people. So he says, you know. The F word in referring to them and
1: uh, fabulous,
0: fabulous.
1: There's there's so many fabulous, fabulous.
0: people. Fabulous, <laughs> um, and yeah, he says that slavery. It's a good thing that it happened, um, not that it should have, but it it dealt, you know, it it led took us to where we are, which is good. So, and some weird thing about how like he he compared it to like a a kid that has cerebral palsy and can't join a football team. And he's like, it's the same thing because those people were enslaved now. So we shouldn't let them join our team because they were uh, put at a disadvantage. It was a really weird comparison, but it was like in the same way that you wouldn't let a kid with cerebral palsy join your football team because he's not good enough and he can't do what we can do. You don't give hand the country over to black people because they're not at the same level of advanced as we are. And he says, Yeah, I'm fully for white supremacy. It's just it doesn't he didn't talk about the genes. He was just kind of like
1: That's a David Duke bullshit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But well the way he said it it was more like matter of fact, like this is where we are. It's not that black people aren't as good and smart as white people. It's that they were put at a disadvantage and they're still disadvantaged so they shouldn't lead right. rule things which
1: is that's, all, that's like the other half of david duke's argument yeah so i'm well, not not to defend david duke but i'm just saying like yeah. that that's also part of it mhm so
0: uh, that's why we're like
1: uh, i didn't know that um, i don't really i'm not like this is one of maybe five fucking westerns i've ever seen mhm You know, like, I've seen, like, The Searchers, which is another John Wayne movie. Mm -hmm. Once Upon a Time in the West, which which is Sergei Leone with... uh,
0: Oh, oh, the the, the main actress. Yeah, that's her name. I looked her up No, no,
1: no, that's the director.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
1: he made, like, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Okay. I've seen that one, of course, and Mm -hmm. a few more dollars. And High Plains Drifter, which is weird. Um, But I haven't seen, like, the... Core American mythology ones. Yeah, this is one of those. This is like
0: this is probably this is enough one. for me. I think I I get the idea.
1: Sure, I I'd, I probably want to check out a few more. Mm-hmm. Like, I went down a war movie kick, which is pretty interesting just mm-hmm. to see how the propaganda played out and what happened with it. Um, but like honestly, my favorite western is Tempopo because <laughs> it's it's not it's like it is a western mm-hmm. in every single like you can it does everything of stranger World's in the town there's mm-hmm. a fight he fixes up the town, but it's it's not also a Western. Mm-hmm. And then I really like The Unforgiven, which we talked about, which is mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood's... F- we should watch it. It's like a final stamp mm-hmm. on Westerns kind of declaring the Unknown Soldier, which is the Clint Eastwood character he plays in all of his movies. It's like the final stamp on that. And also it's like, here is the most realistic, gritty, fucking terrible version of the West. You probably can't top this. Mm-hmm. And... People have tried, like, there was a proposition and stuff, but nothing has been mm. as graphic. It's like some hookers hire real hookers. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. They hire um, Clint Eastwood to go kill a guy who beat a prostitute. And that's the fucking movie. And it is not, it, like, the death of the guy is really brutal. Everything is just fucked up and brutal. Mm-hmm. And even the conclusion of it's like, eh? <laughs> And it's got Gene Hackman, who does whatever Gene Hackman does, who's just great in everything anyways. Um, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss and Gene Hackman should be in a movie where they just hang out and talk about movies they were in. It would be great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think here's what I'll do. Yeah. Um, I will look up what Quentin Tarantino's favorite Western movies mm. are, and I'll just watch three of those. Sure.
1: I really would recommend The Unforgiven. Okay. It is it is just, a like, I know you like really fucked up movies. hmm you you tend to gravitate towards the more visceral, psychological, yes. violent films. Yes. This movie is that. It is, cool. like, it's very unapologetic. Like, I don't want to watch it again, but it's very unapologetic of what it was trying mm-hmm. to do, which is, like, totally kill the Westerns. Um, okay. It's just really interesting. Hmm. Um, so, but, yeah, I, I'm tempted to watch more Westerns. Right now I'm going to watch... Uh, <laughs> there's a new Godzilla movie coming out.
0: Yeah. I don't, you talk about it a lot.
1: I don't give a shit. I love Godzilla. I'm going to watch all the old ones. I'm doing it. I've watched like maybe 10 of them, mm-hmm. but there's like 20 or 30 of them and they get awesome.
0: What did you say? You're like, if there are a couple sequels, it doesn't mean anything to you, but if there's five or more, you yeah. get excited. Yeah, because it's
1: awesome. Because, like, the, the first, like, okay, you have the first movie, which is usually better than all the other movies, mm-hmm. right? And the second movie is, like, somebody is like, oh, I'm going to explain more about the first yeah. movie. So it always sucks because you don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to destroy the mystery of all these characters you were super interested in, mm-hmm. right? Except for Halloween 2, which is just a continuation of Halloween yeah. 1. But then Halloween 3 comes, and that's a great movie. Seasons of the Witch.
0: It's pretty good, it's yeah. It's pretty
1: weird. Um, but then they go back and explain who Mike Myers was and mm-hmm. who cares. Um, but...
0: I like that, but I... Okay, yeah. I'm going to disagree sure. with you on that because we were talking about in the other day and what is so disturbing to me about uh, Michael Myers is that you don't know... The more you know about him, the less you know. And sure. that's what I think is interesting because usually if you take a villain and pick them apart too much, they become not interesting. Yeah. But the more you know about him... That's why all those cops are going crazy, obsessing about him because they don't—they know less now than they did before. They researched him. Why he's so fucking evil?
1: Yeah, I get that. But what, what I'm saying about sequels is like <clears throat> when you do when you go down that road, because there is another road you can go down where you mm-hmm. can just continue the story along with the characters. They kind of do that in uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie.
0: Oh yeah, that's a yeah.
1: Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Or like the Marvel movies are like, let's just go have a mm-hmm. fun story with these characters, right? Yeah. Um, but if you go down the road of trying to explain more, mm-hmm. you hit a dead end where you've explained to, like, Hellraiser's hilarious, because they eventually, like, solve the problem in space, yeah. right? And then they're like, what the fuck do we do now? And then they, like, completely reboot the series in five, and make a completely different style of movie, yeah. and it's super great, and really weird, and, and like, challenging, and interesting, mm-hmm. because they just ran out of shit. So that's why I said the longer the sequels go on, mm-hmm. as long as they're not, like, they don't go straight. Like, the Leprechaun movies are a prime example oh. of, like, one movie, and then the notch just keeps getting lower. Just gets lower, yeah. And then by the time you get to, like, the fifth movie, it's, like, a sci-fi special for $300 where they're, like, super gluing shit on the wall for trying to make it, like, a better space better than set. Doctor
0: Who in the early days.
1: Oh, my God. Well, no, because, like, in, <laughs> in Leprechaun Goes to Space, it's, like, they're literally wandering through, like like storage containers, and they're like, oh, we're in a spaceship. Like it's really, really lame. They also get space gonorrhea. It's, it's an awful <laughs> movie. Um, it's hilarious. But um, when you go that route, it's always mm-hmm. terrible. when they keep trying to make a good movie and sort of suts it out, you occasionally get a couple gems. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and the last one, 10, well, not the last one, but the last one that Wes Craven, are really good movies. Hellraiser 5 is a legitimately good movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Seed of Chucky is hilariously funny. It's like a good movie, and I think they did it on purpose Mm -hmm. because I realized they had nowhere to go. Yeah. So they kind of went sideways, and it works. Um, I haven't watched all the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. I should do that. But you also don't get it in other forms of movie. That's the other thing Mm -hmm. that, like, I like the Fast and Furious because they're like on eight. I like, I haven't watched them yet, but it's cool that. Mission Impossible is on five? Mm-hmm. Like, they're still going, and you don't usually see that outside of horror movies. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. And the Marvel movies are what they are. They're convoluted, and they're not all actually sequels. Mm-hmm. But, like, Indiana Jones or Crystal Skull is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But if they would have kept going after the third one, mm-hmm. and we would have been, like, at 15 by now, <laughs> might have been interesting.
0: I like the idea of following more of the format that Hellraiser did, where the challenge is to not... Ch- make the universe infinite in the characters to keep characters, but to make the take on it totally different, which is what Hellraiser did. Whereas all the Avengers movies are like, well, these are vaguely linked to each other because sometimes their paths cross and they're from the same universe. But there's just new different stories that don't... I don't know. From my outside view, it doesn't seem like there's one long arc through it. So it's not as interesting, but Hellraiser does that.
1: And you you can get that in... Like, that's why I think I might explore more Western movies. It's because you can get that in the, the genre mm-hmm. by people trying new things to experiment with the genre.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm not really familiar with it, but, like, I know, I know a bunch of war movies, and they're, they're like that, you know. Mm-hmm. They go from, like, uh, The Dirty Dozen and, like, Baton and, like, serious. Um, I have not seen any of them. Well, they're, like, serious propaganda films. And they started in the 50s, like, around World War II, and they slowly roll into the 70s and the 60s, and they totally, like, Vietnam happened and they get disenfranchised, and people Mm -hmm. start making movies about how war is terrible, Mm -hmm. but they still fall in the same category. Mm -hmm. So you get to see how the movies and generations change, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting. And the same thing happens with any long series of movies, of horror movies. You have to keep trying to keep up with the generations, Mm -hmm. which is what makes Scream good. Like, it knew what it was doing, and it Mm -hmm. did it really well. Um, so, I don't know. I'd, I might explore some more Western movies. I don't know. Anyways, uh, do, it's you uh, seen, seen any good movies? I mean, you just watched Game of Thrones, but I, I do not watch
0: that. Um, immediately after watching Stagecoach, I watched Seth MacFarlane's movie, uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West, yeah. which I find hilarious.
1: I haven't watched so. it yet. A lot of people recommend it to me.
0: It's it's pretty good. And yeah, all the things we're talking about, it just it has a, a character who is somehow their perspective is modern in a old, this old fashioned mm-hmm. world. And they're making all of these observations aloud to everybody and right. trying to make that make sense. Like it is a, a farce of a movie, but they the, just that challenge is, you know, pretty difficult to do because it might just seem silly to be like breaking that wall all the time but it, it's quite good what yeah. do you
1: think about a movie that like tricks the dialogue like the period dialogue really seriously most of the time we like even stagecoach had mm-hmm. modern yes 40s dialogue yeah but like
0: like well, what
1: like the witch
0: oh yeah or the like which is good or it's like good um, example of
1: that uh, did you see the favorite
0: no. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I didn't see it. Did it's, they? Is that the flow of speeches? Yeah, similar? they
1: they okay. try and really capture the way mm-hmm. they spoke. Yeah, I mean it's interesting to modernize it, but I
0: I don't like usually I don't like modernization. Like I hated what was it the What's that night movie? night's Tale. Oh, I love that
1: movie. That <laughs> oh, was horrible. Yeah. I love it because it's dumb. It's uh, so I like dumb. dumb. Shit. Yeah.
0: But no, I tend to prefer it if it's. Oh, and period. that's got what's his yeah, face
1: uh, Owen Wilson in it. Really? Wow. Mm. I think it's got Owen Wilson in it. But he, that was when he was, like, hot and young. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Isn't it funny when actors were hot and then they just, like, when people were trying to be like, Vince Vaughn's so hot. You're like, no, no. he's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but, okay. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Although maybe we should watch more westerns before seeing it, because then the satire will be more poignant.
1: Right, like um, uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also interesting too because you have to like modernize a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare that people are going to sit through speaky English for jokes, unless they're nerds. Speaky English. You know, like. You know, a period piece, okay. English, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I, underst- I, I don't really know, but people tell me Jane Austen is apparently really funny if you understand, yes. like, that it's all kind of satire and jokes, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, but then I have to kind of read that and understand and take apart the dialogue, yeah. so.
0: But you say that you do that with other things, because you often talk about movies that you didn't like the first time, but then the more you watch it, then you get more things out of.
1: Right. And that just may be familiarity. Yeah. Or, and also just understanding, but like this movie, Stagecoach, I knew right away it was good. Like, Mm -hmm. I could tell just from the way it started and what it was doing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And yeah, I knew that was good. And also, like, man, that area of the country is gorgeous. And like, Black and white is still pretty because mm-hmm. um, with color, mm-hmm. you have lens problems. Um, but with a wide-angle black and white lens, your depth of field is super big. So you can have a shot, like, from miles and miles away and still make out, yeah. you know, the, the giant cliffs it was and quite,
0: shit. yeah, everything was very crisp. Yeah. Each – every line was very defined.
1: And, like – for a movie made in the 40s, I didn't feel it didn't feel old. Mm-hmm. It felt black and white, but it felt like mm-hmm. you know, obviously it didn't feel like modern movies with all the shaky cam which I mm. fucking hate cuz it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I want every single scene to seem like I have the jitters. This is this is what I want.
0: If it's found footage, I'm in. Right, that's definitely
1: totally different. But if it's like a dialogue and the camera's like <laughs> the whole time and you're yeah. like I just want to hear what they're saying. Calm the fuck down.
2: Yeah.
1: So, which is funny, too, because I always picture, like, the cinematographer, like, shaking the camera mm-hmm. while they're filming, and, like, I don't know. It's dumb. Um, well,
0: we need to watch a more modern movie after all of these. Fine.
1: We. I mean, we... Could, no, I'm not saying we watch Westerns for the thing. I oh, mean, yeah.
0: No, I just mean in general. Like, yeah. I, I think we need to jump ahead a few decades. Right.
1: We could bounce back and forth. Yeah, and we, we could, should. Uh, Let's
0: watch something super modern next. Okay. Like, um, very recent uh we can brainstorm after. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we
1: brainstormed this thing too, so. Um, mm-hmm. ooh, would you recommend Stagecoach? No. Okay. I would to okay. anybody.
0: I think it, it it might depend on the context if someone felt that all movies from that era like depicted women in a certain way or you know, if, if there was some blanket judgment. I like proving people wrong yeah. so then I would recommend it yeah. but I don't know if I'm going to think about this movie too much after this.
1: Okay. I, I, I thought it was definitely I, I, I thought about it a lot mm-hmm. so and I, I definitely think it's worth it's worth watching just to point out and be like there's an American movie that's good Yeah. You know like
0: oh, We have those. We have a
1: lot of those yeah. but I mean it's always like people are like they get wrapped up in now and I always like having a thing in my back pocket that's just like, here's a really good movie mm-hmm. that's not long and epic mm-hmm. and full of all the, like, I think I watched a Criterion copy of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like an arty film. You don't have to be super staunch in that's film true. study. It's just a good mm-hmm. movie with relatable characters. Mm-hmm. You can go on their adventure and get away from it and be like, I had a fun time. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, I'm going to watch Citizen Kane and be like, what does this all mean? You know, yeah. <laughs> this is the best movie ever made. All that shit. So.
0: I totally got Inception. I got I, every every aspect. I got it. If you didn't get it, you're not as smart as me. And I watched Rick and Morty.
1: <laughs> well, Citizen Kane is the best um, American film ever made. Uh, fucking. Citizen Kane's a great movie. It's fun. Oh, actually, Arson Welles apparently saw Stagecoach 40 times before he made Citizen Kane's. And huh. this is like his archetype huh. for a movie. And then later he stole uh, John Ford. Who's a director? John Ford's a mm-hmm. director. He made a bunch of Western movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he stole his cinematographer to make mm-hmm. Citizen Kane. Wow. So, like, literally he was like, I love John Ford enough to just, like, poach his... His, his art style.
0: I really wish sometimes I could watch movies and somehow remove the modern lens that I have. Yeah. To just see it for what it was and try to imagine what it was like to see it at that time. It's, mm-hmm. it's really hard to do that.
1: Yeah. But, like, I don't think this is an example of movie a movie like that. I don't think this is a mm-hmm. movie that's staunch in its time. It doesn't feel, except for maybe some of the performances...
0: Mm-hmm. I think it was in the beginning that I was those performances turned me off a little yeah. bit but then I, I got I got into it much more when they revealed the characters so it, it didn't stay that way but yeah. it I I feel at a disadvantage I'll start watching a movie and I just get like a feeling against it and it's hard for right. me to push through it but I do.
1: But this this is this is one of those movies where I, I genuinely think it doesn't have as much of that. Yes. Like it it doesn't cuz like, you know, Some of my favorite movies... Like, we were talking about the Bad Seeds. Mm -hmm. And it ends with the, like, cheesy fucking cutouts of them smiling and turning... It's hilarious, (laughs) but it's also, like, it, like, puts a huge huge stamp on the movie. Or, like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, It's another movie that... Oh, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm -hmm. Like, man, is the beginning just, like... So perfect. Like, that town is too amazing. Like, mm-hmm. there's no town like that. There's no realism. The movie's great mm. for other reasons, but, like, mm. you know, this movie didn't... It was 10 minutes in, we were going. Mm-hmm. We were already on our adventure. There was no, like, just sitting around and waiting, which is a very modern movie thing. You don't <laughs> want to waste your time. And that's why I would say, like, if somebody were, like, trying... If I was making a conversation about... Old movies that aren 't boring, mm-hmm. this kind of floats to the top of the list of being like if you can make it ten minutes in, which yeah. isn't even that long yeah you you're, right. you're already off, mm-hmm. whereas like other movies tend to take their time, so
0: all right, give it a I give a, it a minus
1: I, I give it a an a go go to all of the listener you you one listener, Steve. <laughs> Chiperkowatsky, son. You go watch this movie. That <laughs> uh, you don't know Chiperkowatsky? He's my
0: Ch- Chiperkowatsky.
1: No, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. You go watch this movie, and yes. you, you Facebook. No, you, you YouTube. Angry, angry post about this.
0: I think my comment against Rick and Morty fans is what's gonna tank our podcast. That's gonna push us over the top, man. Yeah, it's mm. really hip to be to not
1: it. like it anymore. It's at that third season hump, you know, where like, the first two seasons were good, but now it's bullshit. Mm. That's what always happens.
0: You know why they're saying that? It's because there's more women writers.
1: Oh god, <laughs> women are ruining everything. I know. They just took <sighs> so dumb. Who the fuck cares?
0: <laughs> like uh, I don't.
1: You have how much? You have time and energy to write and complain about that shit, as opposed to enjoy. A lot it. of people
0: have. That's. That is what where most of their energy goes. Ugh, what a waste. Yeah.
1: You could be out watching uh, Stagecoach. <laughs> also, I, I kind of expected Stagecoach to be a musical.
0: I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I very much did.
1: <laughs> I like musicals. I don't think you like them as much yeah. as I do, but I was like, all down. I was like, this is going to be great.
0: A stagecoach named racism. <laughs> the Noble savage. On habit. ice
1: skates. Oh in 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 new mexico <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's a very small pond
1: um yeah, that's all i got yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's all i got to say okay um We need, like, a way to end this thing.
0: No, we don't, because we're going to write a song that does it for
1: us. right. Here is a sample.
0: (laughs) And I think that will be, my lyrics will be based off of just, and we're done talking. (laughs) We're bored with each other now. (laughs) I'm tired of my voice. We don't think we're entertaining
1: anymore. No. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, yay, fun times. Yay, good
0: times and great oldies. Tornado, Tampa, of the sun.